0: Hello and welcome to podcast episode 100. I am very pleased that I've reached this landmark episode because when I started, I was very close to quitting around before I got to episode 10, before I got to episode 20, before I got to episode 25. Then Jordan Sayak kicked my ass into gear one day, gave me a little pep talk. And now here we are, episode 100. And I fought for episode 100. I wasn't too sure what I wanted to do for it, but... I decided I'd get my good friend Miles on. He's been on the podcast a few times before now. I've lost count as to which episode this is for him. Maybe four or five, and he's got he, he's come up with a few questions to ask me. I guess about the previous 100 episodes. I'm not totally certain yet. And I thought you know we'll just you know uh, speak about those questions that he has for me for podcast episode 100 because there is no doubt that I wouldn't have covered. A lot of these questions before so i thought it could be quite an interesting lesson for you today and maybe less of a, a health and fitness related podcast episode which you know this podcast episode uh, these podcasts aren't always about so yeah i guess uh we'll just get stuck in because we are a bit you know uh what's the word short on time no, sh- not short on time but we don't have yeah, we don't right. have an infinite amount of time we are yeah. we've got about 50 minutes for this episode so yeah, let's just get stuck in. I guess Mars, you can briefly introduce yourself, assuming that the listeners would have listened to previous episodes, and and then we'll just get stuck in.
1: Yeah, sure. Thanks for, thanks for having me on again. The show, you know, really enjoy the show. My name is Mars. I am a strength conditioning coach or performance coach, personal trainer. I've heard a lot of, a lot of titles nowadays. I say I'm a coach at this point because it's 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 easy to get lost in all the different names and stuff. Um, i am a in-person trainer and i also do online training as well uh been coaching for the past five years now Uh, i currently work for a human performance company called exos and i've been working there for just over a year and a half now that's just a brief background about myself and what i currently do
0: okay yeah good stuff and you say you've been coaching for the past five years but would I be wrong to say that that's just that's just paid paid would that just be like paid coaching because you've been doing internships and every and a lot of oh, stuff yeah that. yeah so uh, you haven't just been coaching the last five years because I was looking back and I was thinking I've been coaching a lot longer if you include like the internships and even you know what away from health and fitness and maybe more in the world of football uh, mm-hmm. basketball uh, which is coaching as well and the reason why I say that is because um, and I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here is that I have one of my coaches at Jitsu. he's not like the main coach he's like one of like the the experienced students mm. brown belt so just one below black so definitely knows his stuff and um <clears throat> and uh, i know he's been coaching like personal training he's a strength and conditioning coach as well he has been for many years before that and i can tell that his experience when it comes to coaching even if it's complete like from uh, strength and conditioning to jujitsu like you can see the experiences there yeah. He has yeah. a lot of experience. Like his way of explaining things very good, breaks it down very well, easy to digest. And yeah. uh and yeah, and, and you can see that like even though it's not specifically to you know, he's maybe not been coaching jujitsu that long, the experience is definitely there. And uh he's one of my favorites for sure.
1: When yeah, having a good coach before. changes changes the outlook of what you're doing completely and it makes you can make you a lot more motivated to adhere to it as well and and achieve too. I've I've had Good coaching, I've had some coaches that are, you know, not quite, I'd say, questionable. And that's really been, um, it's really been the, the deciding factor in what I'm doing. And if I actually want to stick to it, if I'm going to put more effort into it. So, yeah, having a good coach definitely changes the game completely.
0: Yeah, 100%. Anyway, was there anything else you wanted to quickly cover before we get, I guess we'll just get stuck into the questions that you had for me.
1: Yeah, I haven't got anything else to say, but you know, today is going to be my podcast. <laughs> so I'm here with some questions for you. Alright, so look at the first one I've got down for you, it's why did you start a podcast?
0: Why? Uh, That is a good question. Why? I'm going to be totally, like, uh, you know what? I think I just started it because, like, it was a way of me making a long-form content. I started it while I was still living out in Japan. I wasn't very consistent with it there, but I, I did start it, like, halfway during my time there and yeah it was just a way of making like long form content because i wasn't on youtube at the time i wasn't uh, i wasn't writing articles at the time and my closest thing to long form content at the time was my email list and even then i hadn't been doing that for very long and email lists aren't very long it's not long form and by long form content i mean you know something you can actually sit down maybe read listen to for a while watch for a while not just like quick reels or quick videos or quick Instagram posts or tweets which is what I was doing so it was all short stuff at the time and I was like I really want to connect with I guess just my audience you could say in mm. just a, a long like a, just through a longer method, where they can yeah. actually sit down and get to know me, because I, I really felt like just from all the short stuff, you couldn't really get to know me more as a person. Maybe mm. my views on things, and and maybe my you know maybe just the way I, I teach things, and uh, that was just the main way. Like, okay, I really just want to maybe get people to know me and uh, and i think that could this this could be quite good and you know get guests on and you know that that was the number one reason and then there's like reasons below that where you know what well, it could be really cool to like just get guests on maybe someone i've looked up for two four ages and i can pick their brain for a whole hour like that is yeah. really cool and then i have like the excuse that it's because we're recording a podcast you know it's not it's a very rare where you can just like hit someone up and be like can you sit down with me for an hour like there's we're not there's no reason for it we're just going to talk for an hour like, and they don't know you, it, you know, it's it's it, like there's, they're more likely to say, they, you might find someone who says yes, but they're more likely to say no. Whereas if you say, okay, can you record a podcast with me? Same, same thing. But now the conversation is just being recorded and you get to sit down with some, I've sat down with some, with some really cool names within the industry that I didn't ever think I would get to speak to you for like an entire hour. And uh, that, that yeah. was one reason as well. Um, I have like so many other names in mind that I want to get on eventually and the people yeah. that I want to reach out to I have like people in the shorter term and the longer term. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely more people that I want to reach out to. And, and, um, like, again, I know I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but I want to get like, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm going to stop doing this. Like, no way. Of course my podcast is mostly going to be related to health and fitness, but I want to get like people that are less, like less fitness coaches, less, just like less people that are directly involved in health and fitness and maybe more psychologists and uh, maybe more researchers and i think that could That'd be cool. like quite cool to to, mm-hmm. to get on as well because i've had quite a few personal trainers on and i'm still happy to get them on but you know depending on the person but it's definitely something i'm looking to do less unless i'm like yeah. oh, i would just really love to speak to that specific trainer
1: yeah no sure so saying about how you've had some really cool names on who would you say has been one of your most favorite guests or coolest guests you've had on
0: Oh, that's a good question, man. Um, I'm not I, 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 It's it's impossible just to give one name. Like, it's impossible to give one name. And, like, there's a huge spectrum on the type of guests I've had on because I've had, like, from care- my Keras online members, so the, the people I work with online, all the way to, like, a, as I said, like, people within the industry that I look up to. I really like having my I love having my Keros online members on. Not like I love it. I love having my Keros Online members on because I love just like speaking to them for like a solid hour, sometimes more, just about, you know, everything they've been doing and their journey. And mm. and it's like really powerful to listen to. And and yeah, so I love that. And then with the fitness industry, so like someone I'll say like there are definitely been guests where I've been like, oh you said yes to coming on my podcast like i don't know why i would have because the, the thing is my my thought has always been like i'll oh, just reach out to who you, you know people i have in mind worst thing like worst case scenario all they say is no yeah or they don't reply yeah it just happened but
1: yeah sometimes i like, ask asking to go up you know yeah uh, every once in a while,
0: while i'm just like uh, every once in a while they respond they're like yeah i'm done i'm like oh cool okay like yeah, and um, a few people I'll say I was I was surprised that they replied was a like or not replied but they were down. Were like Susan Niborgon, mm-hmm. she was really fun to talk to. Her, her um, and my podcast with her, I think it, I can't even remember when it came out. I think it might have been like last year May. That's like randomly from the top of my head. I really like speaking to her. She is an amazing human, and if you and that ended up being one of my most downloaded podcasts ever. Like I think top five. Maybe, definitely top 10 maybe top five um jordan Saya, i i really loved having him on it wasn't as much of a surprise because i remember he put on his story one time he was like i don't give a damn how many followers or listeners you have i'll come on your podcast so it wasn't yeah. a surprise like he already said he would to anyone but even still speaking to him was very cool but i felt i felt like even by the time i had jordan on like i already feel like i'm starting to know him and a bit more on a personal level just because i've been around his energy for such a long time he's my business mentor as well so we are regularly communicating through the mentorship group so that one by that point i guess i was a little bit less starstruck and i felt like i was speaking a bit more to a friend and but yeah. don't get me wrong it was still really cool having him on and um because that guy just knows his stuff uh who else i really liked having andrew Coates on he was fun to talk to like and a different type of coach to 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 the two i just mentioned um yeah there is um there's quite a i liked having jeff pacman on he was he's a really laid-back chill dude like very cool guy knows the stuff as well like he's very good with his specific niche and um and i like how he delivers his message Uh, he a great guy but yeah ultimately i would say I love having. I, w- I would say if, number one, my Keras Online members, because all of them have such unique stories as well, like mm-hmm. backgrounds. Maybe and you know when we're diving specifically on their health and fitness journey, it's just like wow, like this is just all so different from each other. Like how, yeah. why, like how maybe they let that maybe their health deteriorate to the point they did, and then why they reached out to me and how things are going and how they're looking forward to the future. It's mm-hmm. just like it's my favorite chats to have, and I can't wait to to have a, another Keras Online member on.
1: You mentioned your online members a few times there, and I was curious, what got you into the online world or online coaching rather than in-person? So I know you did in-person for, for for a while as well.
0: Yeah, I did um in-person for... Okay, excluding like the internships that we spoke about at the start of the episode, like paid personal training on the gym floor. I did that for... I think it was about two years, two and a half. Yeah, about two and a half years, but they were intense it was an intense two years because where i was i was one of the there wasn't many personal trainers where i was i was one of the few Mm -hmm. and it was like a a corporate gym so it wasn't open to the public and uh, that's where i was working i really liked it there and so but yeah i I would literally have back to 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 back sessions and that was like it was like 5 a.m wake-ups most days and then i'd finish like the plus side i would finish like by like four so Mm. it's not three sometimes maybe maybe even two depending on the date and maybe if yeah so i really loved that and like man my one-to-one experience like flew through the roof yeah like the amount of experience and confidence i gained from doing that was amazing now don't get me wrong a part of me really does miss coaching one-to-one but it wasn't really a choice like it's something that just kind of happened and how it happened was so when I was coaching one to one, sorry I thought I was gonna sneeze there sorry. um yeah, when I was coaching one to one, I knew there was a, a point where I was like I want to move to Japan. This was like a thought I was having in November 2019. I was like mm-hmm. by March I was like by maybe around March 2020 I was like yeah. I want to be in Japan that's, that, oh, that's really that was a coincidence funny. by the way like yeah. i didn't you know this was before anyone knew covid was even a thing it's just a yeah. coincidence i was like by march 2020 i want to be living in japan and uh it's because i had lived abroad before and i really wanted to live abroad again especially while i'm still in my 20s and uh, like at the time i was in my early uh, my early 20s and uh and i did everything to move to japan sorted everything out and and then um and then what before i moved there just before like uh obviously I, my all my clients were aware I was moving there and then like just like maybe two weeks before I went because uh, I left the last week I left my job like a week before I went because I needed about like a solid week to prepare my life for moving out there but so like two weeks before I went I asked I didn't ask all my one-to-one clients if they wanted to work with me online because I felt like a few of them it wouldn't be a good fit for them like mm. I, felt, I felt I genuinely felt like some people needed a one-to-one coach maybe like yeah you know you, after working with someone for a while you you, you just get that feeling with some people yeah, you can tell, yeah. um yeah but i was like for, for majority i was like you would be absolutely fine with an online coach and and yeah and nearly all of them said yeah and yeah i was uh and and then yeah so i moved a lot of my clients online and that allowed me to because i was thinking worst case scenario i go to japan most of them say no for whatever reason and i get a job out there like that to mm-hmm. me that's not a, that's not an l like I'm fine, because yeah. it just add to my experience out there. Oh, best case scenario, most of them say yes, and now I'm getting an income while I'm traveling around Japan, and yeah. that's exactly what happened. And you know, just because because I was starting out at the time, so it's not like it was an amazing income, but you know that alongside the savers I had already built, it, it, yeah, I was uh, it helped a lot out there, and yeah. and yeah, and that's what kind of what happened. It was because I moved to Japan, and it actually came at a really good time because of COVID. That's when yeah. the lockdowns all kicked in. So coincidentally, by pure chance, by pure luck, I had already moved everyone online when the lockdowns had fully kicked in. So that didn't affect me in that's any the timing. Way. Amazing timing, because uh, yeah, had I stayed, because the thing is, yeah, at the time had I stayed in the UK, I, I would have had to move anyone, everyone online anyway. But it would have been like yeah. more forced last minute type of thing. Whereas there, I had that's something I had been. You know, working on moving everyone on for like a good month prior, uh, just because um I was leaving anyway. I was leaving the UK, and uh, yeah, yeah, and then I guess while I was out in Japan, it was just something. Yeah, I just started growing, continued to grow, and then um, and then I guess like, and my my plan originally was to get back from Japan and, and then you know carry on with the online thing because I was enjoying it, but go back to doing one to one, and then it just carried on growing and growing and growing, and then. I decided against moving back to the UK, which was my original plan and actually go to Portugal instead because I realized oh, I'm actually working online, I can live in Portugal. So I lived in Portugal and um, and yeah, I just stuck with the online thing because uh, I've got a lot of family here. So it's easy to live here, too. And and yeah, now I've just been continuing to to keep working on it since. And yeah, I, I'm not against going back to one to one eventually, though, if there is mm-hmm. a good opportunity. Let's see. Oh, that's just cool. out of pure yeah. enjoyment yeah one-to-one is one-to-one is
1: cool it can be very rewarding as well because you know you kind of get that in-person satisfaction
0: whereas online
1: i'm sure you can agree there are struggles that come with online uh what's some of the hardships you face with online coaching or some things you you didn't realize you would face when coming into the online world
0: yeah so like one-to-one it has its pros and cons online it has its pros and cons um Obviously, I wouldn't be doing online for this long if I if I didn't like it. So I, I, I do enjoy it a lot. But you know, there are some cons um, to online training is that you can't see how your online members are doing specific movements. Like you can't see it firsthand, and that's why I always re- uh, encourage my Keras online members to record themselves doing specific exercises that they want feedback on to send it over, and then I can give them feedback on it. And no. And that works well. Um, but, you know, there are some there are some online members as well who just don't send any over. And then you just have to hope that they're doing it correctly. You know, you can't force someone to send over a, for, a form analysis video. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there has been times where they haven't sent anything over for a long, 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 long time. And even though, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll ask it, I'll, I'll ask. And again, you can't force anyone. So, you know, I just leave it. And then one day, maybe they decide on sending over like a video of them doing Romanian deadlifts after they've been doing it maybe for four months. And then you're like, oh, wow, okay, you are not doing it incorrectly. So yeah. now, all of a sudden, you realize you've been doing it incorrect. Like, in, it's hit me that this person has been doing it, obviously, incorrectly for four months then because they didn't want to send me a form analysis video until now. So it's things like that. And then, yeah, so, yeah, there are, that's, I would say, one of, I would say one of the biggest pros is that, and um, but yeah, if I ha- I mean what the, one of the biggest cons is that when it comes to pros, obviously there's no geographical limitations, and not everyone needs a one to one online coach, especially if you've been in the gym for a while. I think mm-hmm. a one to one online coach is very very good for someone who's been working out for a while, and maybe they've got confidence in the gym now, and. And they know the correct form when it comes to exercises. Or maybe they just need to make a few tweaks. And I think now they just need a little bit of guide. They need some guidance from afar to really take it to that next level. And there are there's a lot of people out there like that. So um yeah, but like, yeah, I would say that's the only so that is a pro, but yeah, because you asked about cons specifically. The con I mentioned is probably like the only major con that comes to mind. Do you think there's another con that you would mention?
1: um no i I would agree with you in terms of you know you requesting to see certain movements and maybe not getting much feedback from them or there are there are times where you know people just go missing and you don't really hear from them it's yeah in person that's that's you know it's impossible in person because yeah they they turn up for the session
0: yeah yeah but, yeah, yeah that's online communication
1: is easier, it's easier huh? to, yeah it's easier to kind of i would say dodge your email but not reply back to it which can be quite frustrating at times because End of the day, we just want the best for the person we work for, work work with, and want them to achieve their goals and improve. But it's hard when you're not getting that that same kind of energy back from them. It can kind of make quite frustrating. But that's nature of the beast.
0: Yeah, yeah. To ex- expand on what you've said, yeah, communication in person is a lot easier, and you know, obviously, me and you have set up systems to make communication online very easy, and it is very easily easy gen- generally speaking with a lot of people but every once in a while and this is just for the listener every once in a while because this probably sounds a bit weird to you what we're saying every once in a while there is someone who just ghosts and doesn't respond and i yeah. won't get back to you and you won't hear from them for a while and i know the listeners probably thinking why would they do that they're literally paying for your service why would they ghost but it happens it happens and it happens with yeah. a lot of things and and at the end of the day you know we can us us as coaches online spe- even online specifically or even one to one we can only help someone w- with as much energy as they're putting in because if they're regularly ghosting and they're not replying to emails and it's impossible to help and again the listener's is probably wondering yeah why would they do that well people you many times they pay for services that they 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 tell themselves they're going to be consistent with or follow up with and then they don't do it why Mm -hmm. do people why do loads of people pay for a gym membership and don't go it's the same reason why do people why do loads of people I, i don't know Pay for certain services maybe if it's to learn a language and then they're not consistent with that it's the same thing i guess a lot of people maybe have that initial motivated start where they're like take my money i'm ready to change and then a week or two in Maybe life gets, or maybe they're given a curveball, and, and they go. Sometimes it's only very temporary, and that's understandable because life can get yeah, this, yeah, yeah, this yeah chronically online. Yeah, sometimes the, these things just happen, and I never take it personally. But at the end of the day, I I do send a friendly email saying, you know, at the end of the day, I can only really help you as much as uh, you know you put in, and if communication isn't there, it's impossible for me to do anything from my side. Um, and that is the reality of it if you're if you're listening and you're looking to get an online coach communication is the most important aspect uh, when it comes to online coaching because it can work incredibly well i've got a tremendous amount of positive reviews but it can only work incredibly well if you're ready to put yourself forward yeah because it's a it's a team dynamic it can't can't work with just one person
1: exactly that I've i've all You can take. You can easily feel it's a. As a coach, you can feel like you're not doing enough. But as you just said, it's a team effort. So it takes work from the person the you're working science. with, and you to, to make it work. You know. Which yeah, is yeah. Because I remember, I can't. I can't remember how many years back it was now. Because time seems to be eluding eluding me. But it's um. Crazy how fast you, that. you had a you had a coach as well online coach at one point, right? mm mm-hmm. And what what was your experience on that? Or having a coach yourself as a coach or as a younger coach at the time, because again, it was a few years ago now.
0: Yeah, this was when I, I, I kind of got him at the time when I started one-to-one personal training and I think it was a valuable experience. In fact, I saw it as an investment Um, at the time. I remember a lot of my friends were like, why would you pay someone to help you? And I was like, that's a, sc-. and at the time I was like, that is such a scarcity mindset. Mm. Because number one, you know exactly what i want to do for a living this is an investment like i've already made the money back that i paid to him and more yes. and i learned a bunch i won't lie looking back he definitely wasn't the most knowledgeable of coaches i do felt like he was in his early days now he has made a very solid brand he's built up a very yeah, solid brand for himself now, big now. very yeah. in the in the world of bodybuilding mm-hmm. like hardcore bodybuilding um hey, Doesn't interest me at all anymore. So yeah, we did go back down. Because initially, when I started with him, I thought I wanted to get into bodybuilding. Um, but I realized, I looking back, I don't want to say names because you know, like there were pros and cons to it. But like I I realized that the way I don't know if this was his style or just the way you coach bodybuilding, and I think it it could be a a strong mix of both. Like um, it was just like I don't know. It felt very, I don't know. I don't feel like a much of a personal connection at all. Mm -hmm. yeah at all really like uh but don't get me wrong like he did everything i paid him to do so i i don't want to knock him like he did he did a he still got back to me i remember nearly always nearly always there was the odd occasion but maybe i don't want to fault him for it because nearly always he got back to me and he would break and explain things down very well and um and, uh, and yeah, he basically paid, it. he paid, he done what I paid him to do to the best of his knowledge at the time. And again, looking back, maybe there were a few things that I would probably disagree with now. But um, man, I got results, which is mm-hmm. what, like, aesthetically, like I turned into a tank. Like I put on a lot of muscle mass and the most I had ever put on. I did think I got excessively fat during my, uh, like I put on an excessive amount of fat during my bulk. Um, Again, that was probably due to his, the limitations maybe on his part with when to stop but yeah that was a um, man like I, I made a, a really good physical transformation but yeah I don't think I would go back to being that hardcore with my fitness again because um, yeah. man I'm just in a different place in my life and back then it could be it could easily be the only thing I did but now like um man like I just don't think I could, uh, like, it's just, yeah, it was, I was, I was on like robot mode at the time. Like you tell me what Mm -hmm. to do and I'll do it. And, uh, and even though it was like, it took away from my relationships with people to be honest, looking back because um uh, it was just so what, it was just all I did and all I cared about at the time. Just yeah my nutrition, being on point with it, being on point with my training. And um it would have been really nice for him just to tell me to relax a bit actually at the time, I think, because I was too much, but I guess, I don't know. It is what it is now. <laughs> but yeah, mean, overall, like done. it was a, it was. I think it was a valuable learning experience because I, I took all the things that I really liked from him and applied it to my own coaching. And then mm-hmm. I think all the things that I was like, mm, like there were some things I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I do that differently with my online clients, and I make sure I do, and I really make sure I try and have more of a, a personal connection with everyone as well.
1: Yeah, that that's a big difference make as well, making it more personable. You know, at the end of the day, the person you're working with is a human being and you gotta treat them in that in that way too. And I found when you make things more personable, people are more likely to actually stay around with you a bit longer because they know you more and they have a deeper connection with you. that that's from my experience with both in-person and online work. I'm not I'm not sure if you find it the same as well.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The personal connection always trumps any anything anything else. Like I think people invest when someone invests in a coach i think they invest most of the time generally speaking they invest in the person first they like that person so that's why they like that person yeah obviously they can see oh you're uh, you know your stuff when it comes to coaching but the reason why someone invests in someone else is because they like them as a person first and that comes at the top and then yeah
1: yeah completely understandable. I know you said currently you are living in Portugal, but do you see yourself ever living abroad again or away from or outside of Europe
0: um, man, that's a good question. I don't know I don't know I wouldn't I wouldn't i I wouldn't say no, mm. but right now it's definitely not something I have in mind, like yeah, my biggest focus right now is just just really continuing to grow my business and just catapult it to a level where it allows me to be very comfortable. Um, yeah. I've been on a, on the move a lot the past, like I've been on the move a lot since I was 19. Mm-hmm. Since I was 19, I went from London to Preston, from Preston to the USA, from the USA back to Preston, from Preston to London then i was in london for a while to go to japan then in japan then in japan i was in tokyo then i went from tokyo to osaka and then from osaka back to tokyo and then from tokyo to lisbon to to, to portugal which i was in the south for a long time and then i went from alentejo in the south to lisbon man bro i mean i just want to be in one place for a while like you
1: can make that You can make that song <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i was i just want to be in one place for a while i feel like that's what i i was even like while i was in japan i loved being in japan but i could tell a part of me was craving just some stability and by stability i mean just being in one place for a good while and having a home there and stop being on the move so much like after my time in japan comes to an end and and that's really what i want right now i think i'll be in portugal for i reckon i'll live here for until at least 2031 and if people think that sounds specific there is a reason behind it but i can't be bothered to go into that on the podcast (laughs)
1: yeah, that, oh yeah no context that's that like, okay that's so random yeah yeah yeah, January, um,
0: yeah from <laughs> i don't have a specific day in 2031 <laughs> but yeah like that's not just like from now until then obviously i'll, I'll still go traveling but like mm-hmm. and visiting places but to live somewhere else i doubt it
1: yeah where, you live, where would you like to visit country where would you like to go
0: i miss japan bro i really yeah. want to go back and visit japan see a lot of places that i didn't get to the first time around see some of my old friends I'd love to visit Vermont again, because even though I did go back to visit, I'd like to just, or like, maybe not necessarily Vermont, but like New England and in the US, because mm. obviously from my time living there, I've got a bunch of friends out there that I haven't really stayed in contact with, but I know it's one of those ones where if I, if we see each other again, it's going to be like, yeah, be. we saw each other yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that as well. Um, And then I would love to visit South America. I've never been to South America and mm-hmm. like... I can't speak Spanish, but I can understand it. Yeah, you it Portuguese totally well. Easy, so yeah.
1: quite a correlation between Portuguese and Spanish, yeah.
0: And then Brazil. Like, it would be so easy for me to go to Brazil because I would go to this whole brand new country that I've never been to, in a whole new continent that I've never been to, and instantly be able to fit in because I speak the language. So yeah. I've always been curious to see Brazil. My brother is half Brazilian as well, so there is that. I'm sure one day I'll go with him. Um, and I feel like the South American culture is its not it's like it will be very my guess again i've never been but from my my assumption is this it's not going to be worlds apart from spain and portugal Mm. like i feel like there are going to be similarities there and i feel like just that would be like very interesting for me to see in another continent i could be wrong because again i've never been but i've met many south americans to assume otherwise like because they come here and they fit in so well as well like it's so easy Mm. for south americans to move to spain and portugal and many do and uh and it's like yeah and it's just easy for them i guess it, it's almost like a home away from home for them as well yeah
1: essentially.
0: yeah yeah i would love to visit uh, a part of me has been like before i never really cared but over the past year i've been increasingly curious to visit australia as well just because i keep hearing okay. about it and yeah. um, i feel um, a lot of
1: great people go to australia and it's so like so like many i stay a passage in a passage
0: yeah people, i think. Yeah, yeah. I've been curious. Did I? I don't know if I ever told you this. You know, I was actually very close. Oh, really? To Australia instead of Japan. Oh wow, that would be very different. Yeah, I was actually. It was when I was applying for my Australian visa. I actually saw suggestions for other working holiday visas at the bottom, and I saw Japan came up, and I was like, Japan. Oh no! Actually, that sounds way cooler. And immediately, <laughs> my my uh, where I wanted to go shifted.
1: Um, I, I feel, I remember you you were saying you're going to Japan and I remember you told me and I was like, why, why the hell are you going to Japan? And I remember I was, in, I was in, around you when you told other people and everyone had the same reaction of, why the hell are you going to Japan? It was it was such a random, a random shout from yourself. But yeah. you know what? You, you ended up laughing at the end of the day because whilst we were locked down, you are having fun in Japan.
0: Yeah, so if you're speaking more from a lockdown related perspective, a lot of people actually did tell me like early March, late February. I would not go to Japan if I was you don't go to Japan you're making a silly decision and a part of me looking back it was quite risky because a lot we didn't know about COVID back then and yeah you know obviously it went the way it went but a part of me was like my gut was still telling me go just go just go don't listen to these people just go and I did and man i am so happy i did because japan barely had a lockdown it had like mm. a semi lockdown for 6 weeks and that was it the rest of the time everything was i would i don't want to say completely open but there wasn't really a lockdown there you didn't feel like you were in lockdown there were events mm. that got canceled and like carnivals and things that i didn't get to experience out there because of that but it was nothing like europe or the yeah or some american states like it was quite open and i had freedom there for sure whereas <laughs> I was like, I am so happy I went because a lot of the people who weren't telling me to go were ended up being in lockdown for like eight or nine months. And, um, yeah. and it is what it is. You never told me not to go, but a lot of people did.
1: Nah, I wouldn't tell you. I that was, that was, that was like, man, that's crazy. But I've always been inspired by your ability to just up and move from when we went to university together. and We were in our first year of university and there was a whole, a um, not a whole, a meeting in regards to potential work study in the USA. And... The the lecturer was talking about. It. He said, "Yeah, there's opportunity." And he said, "Blah blah, you got write, you got to rewrite a personal statement." I said, "Personal statement again?" no There was wait. a lot of I'm paperwork. There was a lot of paperwork behind it, and I'm like, "I am signing out of this." But you stuck, you stuck to it, and then you went to the states, and you had a, an amazing time, and you've got memories for life. So it's always impressed me. And then when you said Japan, I was like, "Yeah, I could, I could see him doing something like that." It, it makes sense. Mm. Kind of set set the path there from young.
0: Yeah. It's um, it was definitely initially before I moved to the U.S. It was always like, like a part of me that I had this like massive itch that I couldn't scratch of me wanting <clears> to move abroad. So I, I just had to experience it at some point, point. and I specifically wanted to leave Europe. And uh, and then when yeah. I really liked it the first time, and I was like, man, I want to do that again, but I want to go to a country where English isn't the first language this time, uh, which is why I picked Japan as well after and um yeah if you're listening i would 100% recommend living abroad at least once and you know i don't want to say like the younger you are like generally speaking the younger you are the better because i think a lot of people just think ah oh, i'll put ah oh, I'll, I'll go when this happens i'll go when that happens mm-hmm. i want to do this first i want to do that first Man, yeah. do it now like the younger you but, are yeah. like, first of all i want to say the younger you are the better because you have like less things keeping you there like you might mm-hmm. not have kids like you do you know what i mean or yeah like so just get up and go because the longer you stay in a specific location the eventually there will be more and more and more things that will tie you down if you think you can't <clears> go right now and best believe in five or ten years it's not going to be any it's going to be even harder and you're yeah. definitely not going to end up going and maybe if you are maybe i don't know in a later position in your life where you wouldn't probably classify yourself as young maybe you can go now like and if you can, then definitely consider it. Because, again, it's easy. It's so easy to procrastinate these things, like these mm-hmm. massive decisions. It's so easy. And a part of me did. Like, I remember I used to question myself, do I really want to go? And I remember at one point, even when I was moving to the US, I was like, I told myself, oh, I can't be bothered to do this. And then I think they next very, I was like, no, nah, who am I kidding? I need to do this. And I got back on it. And um, and yeah, it's, just, it's an insane experience. It opens your mind in a way, in a way that I don't think you can ever imagine until mm. you go through it and you are consistently being mind blown because you're exposed to a culture that you've never really... and people that you've never been exposed to before throughout your entire yeah. life. You see it on the television, you hear about it on social media, but from until you are actually there in person and you're not around people from your bubble and it's only you out there and you're being exposed, and you're in the pu- and you're in the moment right now. There is nothing <clears throat> that I think beats experiences like that.
1: Yeah, that that's giving me some goosebumps. i supposed to move away that right tomorrow. That's <clears throat> what inspired me just then.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> sorry, my throat, <clears> throat feels like it's getting sore. Yeah, no, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you because uh, because um, I know you you want to move abroad soon as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, either I'll be going away in September or in January. Um, Like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a scary moment. And I was kind of doubtful at certain points when starting out the process. And now it's, it's now the visa's been secured. I was waiting on empl- employees are kind of sort of out on their end. But it's still a kind of a bit of a scary moment. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm actually going to go away and, you know, leave my family, leave my friends. I don't know anyone out there. I know like, I know some people, but you know, not on a close one-to-one level like that. So yeah, it's 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 quite it's quite a weird a weird feeling, I would say. It's always in the back of my mind, even though it's still a few months till, like, till I potentially will go. It's just something that's always in my mind thinking about what's gonna happen, how I'm gonna live. I start cooking, this, cooking myself, shopping all the stuff, and oh, being an adult basically it's, it's tough.
0: Yeah, I didn't I didn't know if I should mention it because i don't think you've really told many people but i guess now you've spoken about it so just for context um i think uh, miles is gonna very likely unless there's like some sort of huge massive curveball move to canada soon um and that will be his first time living abroad so that's what he's speaking about but yeah miles I'm, i'm excited for you because you're gonna love it and yeah it's it's obviously I don't know. If scary is the right word, but my, like I understand where you're coming from because obviously I've been there. Number one and number two is because you're just you're you're stepping out of your comfort zone for the, mm, for the yeah. first time. The comfort zone, your comfort zone being England,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which is obviously what you know very well, and uh, you are stepping out of that, and so it's very understandable that you would feel like that. And whenever someone does something completely new and pushes them, in a, it pushes themselves in a way they've never been pushed before, then these feelings are very natural. It's the same way where if someone is, you know, you could even compare it on a much smaller scale, but I would say there's still the same sort of um, the same sort of like feelings there where someone who has always pushed off going to the gym and they don't want to go to the gym and they have a bit and they have gym intimidation and they don't want to go and then eventually they realize okay i, I probably should go because it's probably good for me being be yeah. in a completely new environment uh, uh and initial and, sh- and then on the day and then when the day arrives where they need to go they're like this is scary i don't want to do this but eventually they go and then they're much better for it on the other side and then they realize actually this yeah. is the best decision i've ever made
1: yeah, I've I watched so many people who you know literally have said that to me. I've worked with one lady recently, and she was um we had a, like a consultation, so a one to one conversation just to get understand her and her goals a bit more. And she said she's a bit she no not a bit she she was very intimidated of the gym space, and she wasn't too sure of come actually coming to the gym even doing personal training. So with that, we kind of scheduled a session that was just outside of peak time, just so you know it was more quiet one to one and that first session she's like yeah it was it was really good second session came along she enjoyed it again and it got to the point where she was coming to the sessions and it was if th- she said to me this is the best part of her day because she just loves the gym environment she loves the training aspect of it she likes the feel of training and like, that's just amazing to see really that you can come from a stage where you're really scared to even step foot in the gym to now it's your favorite part of the of the day favorite, favorite part of the week because you only train once a week so that, oh, that right. that's really really impressive
0: I love that it's that's, yeah. that, that does just that just shows that, yeah people can I think for some for someone who's feeling quite intimidated to go to the gym just that thought of getting to that point just feels extremely alien but it is a very mm-hmm. realistic point to get to and many people get there and yeah and, and there is a reason why many people get there is because it can 100% happen and yeah and I guess but you have to initially give yourself that push and do something you initially do not want to do Mm -hmm. and to get there um but one thing i do want to say before we move on to the next question and probably the last one is that when you're out there one thing if i I had to say it to you and i feel like this is something i guess i understood at the time but i wish i understood it to the level i do now is genuinely like appreciate the moment the moments Mm -hmm. of being out there like appreciate that moment i feel like i was less guilty of this in japan but in the u.s it was very easy for me to think about when I go back to the UK and oh, I don't want this to be over and 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 just, you know, keep thinking about what's ahead and the fact that I'm not going to be there forever and that I'm going to be leaving in like two months or something. Whereas just appreciate the moment right there and then. And I know it sounds a little bit cheesy and cliche, but it's just you, it, because, again, these are all memories that you'll look, look back on very fondly for the rest of your life yeah uh, for sure and uh, and you will regret if you're not 100 within the moment um Being in the moment. Well, yeah anyway i think we've got time for like one or two questions left so
1: yes i have a question for you so you're 100 episodes deep right now what about you to get someone starting out in episode one
0: i would say episode one definitely make it an introductory episode like about yourself what you do where you're from your experiences because that is something i actually regretted not doing i just did episode like i started episode one which with with a good episode like whether it was with a, a keros online member but after like i think it was when i was like 65 75 episodes deep i noticed people loads of people still go back and start episode one and it made me realize i was like these people they don't know anything about me when they start the podcast mm. and eventually i went back and published what i call episode zero just to okay. like, I went back and um and yeah, published an episode zero and made it about me, uh like just about me introducing myself because I felt like that's just you you have to have an introductory episode before you start. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, yeah, these people are going in and they just don't know anything about you, especially if it's someone finding your your work for the first time, um and then they can relate on a, a deeper level and yeah so that's what i would say i would say don't don't sweat it if your first episode doesn't come out as well as you'd like it to mistakes will be made um you you get good at something from putting the reps in so i get just keep making episodes and um what i would say was as well is do put effort towards your audio quality because at the time i felt like oh it's not that deep i don't really care but it actually makes a huge difference for the listener. And now, when I listen back to my old episodes, I'm like, "Wow! Like, yeah, it really does matter." Because my audio quality is nowhere near as good as it is now. And that's not to say it's amazing right now. It can certainly get better, but it's a lot better than it was for like even the first fifty episodes. I would say. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would say, and um, and one thing I would say as well is, one one mistake I made. I don't know if this was a mistake or just maybe a necessary stage to grow confidence behind the microphone is I felt like when I would get a guest on is my conversations with them would feel quite scripted in a way where I always had pre-planned every topic I wanted to speak about mm. whereas now when I have a guest on I don't plan anything I might have like one subject in mind that I initially want to speak to them about hence why I got them on the podcast but I know for a fact that, Someone like me who can just talk to anyone and everyone that from just from based on that one subject, we're going to end up being able to easily record a one hour podcast episode just because then it's going to go sure. down so many different routes. And through that, through doing the later approach, I found that it just flowed so much better. And I felt like it was a lot easier to listen to as well, because it, with the other approach where I had pre-planned everything, it just felt like the conversation would just drastically switch up too often. Mm-hmm. And it not feel like it flew, flowed as well so That's yeah animal. i would say those are definitely some things to, to bear in mind uh when starting out a podcast but again man, experience comes from doing so yeah don't be too hard on yourself if it doesn't come out as well as you'd like at the time because you 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 just have to, to keep going forward okay. exactly i think we've got time That's for cool. one more question i've actually got some quick fire questions for you okay if you're ready for that let's go what so one word answers or what yeah one word answers
1: is an is evil option okay yeah you
0: know?
1: All right, so which do you prefer? German Shepherd or French Bulldog?
0: German Shepherd.
1: Okay. Sushi or pato dio Sushi. Oh, oh of course. cake or ice cream. <laughs> By the way. Cake or ice
0: cream. So, yeah, oh, I thank you. appreciate sushi. that. Uh, cake or ice cream. Cake or ice cream? Yeah. Ice cream.
1: Korean food or Japanese food?
0: Japanese food.
1: Big statement. Ronaldo or Messi?
0: Cristiano, Cristiano, dos Santos, Javero, Ronaldo.
1: Chess or Pokemon? Chess. Conventional deadlift or barbell back squat?
0: Damn. Uh... (laughs) I I've always found the deadlift harder to progress than the squat, but. I think I'll pick the deadlift just because I love the squat as well. Oh, these are just quick one word answers conventional deadlift. Because of
1: details. <laughs> uh, lower body or upper body?
0: What? My favorite to train? Mm-hmm. Uh, upper body, even though my lower body genetics are infinitely better.
1: Resistance training or calisthenics?
0: Resistance training,
1: yeah, pull-ups, pull-ups,
0: pull-ups, pull-ups. That's that, yeah, I don't even have to. That is, to that. that's, that's my favorite one. exercise. Yeah, you, you
1: can fly those. That's impressive.
0: Yeah, when I when I practice it for a while, if I'm like just casually have it like as one exercise as part of my training plan, it'll be like okay. But if it, if I give it a good amount of time to like really progress at a chin-up or a pull-up, yeah. I get really good. Yeah, it wasn't mostly knocked out one time, was it like 16? I know my record is 16 clean pull-ups in one go. When I yeah, this that. was when I weighed about 74 or 5 kg. But now, I weigh, now? I weigh about 84. And okay. my record at this body weight is 10 clean reps.
1: Okay.
0: So it's still quite um, how- that's probably that's still quite strong. How long ago was the seventy-four kg? Probably about 2020. 20. Okay. Okay. Um, very work. early 2020 maybe it could have been even late 2019 uh, the record amount of weight i've had strapped to me that i could pull up was a uh, 30 kg and i'd done about three or four reps
1: decent lad. decent
0: yeah really? um, but it's one of those things i find that you have to consistently stay practicing or i, I do start yeah to start losing it quite a bit and it depends on the day as well like for example sometimes i'll go into a pull-up and i'm just like I like relatively for me i was gonna say i only got six like six is good like if you can not do six clean pull-ups like that's strong a lot of people can't even do a pull-up so yeah but relatively for me i'm like why did i only get six today yesterday like i'd done it three days ago and i got 10 or 11 mm. so it mm. also depends on the day as well just how i'm feeling
1: yeah that's 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 the thing about gym as well some days the weights are moving or the, you're moving great it's flying and other days it's the hardest day ever, and nothing works well. And that, that's the part of the game, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. What's your favorite exercise? Oh,
1: my favorite exercise. That's a tough one. Um, years ago, I would have told you back squat, but I haven't done a back squat since October, November. So currently, <laughs> you know what? I've been doing Bulgarian split squats, and I've, I've been liking them a fair amount. I've been doing them dumbbell, but I started bar recently, and I don't mind it. I don't mind
0: it. I you're a psycho. Yeah, I know. It's
1: you crazy, right? Bulgarian split
0: squats. Wow. I'm I'm liking them. I'm like I've also
1: started front squats recently and I'm liking those as well. It's just holding an upper body is, is absolutely obliterating my shoulders.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It would. But, yeah. Do you have any Do so, you like, have Ogon? Nothing, no, nothing. That's 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 me. Yeah. Okay. Did you have any more this or that questions? I
1: actually did not. No,
0: I did not okay all right then well i guess this will be a good time to draw the podcast episode to an end then because i understand that you need to get going soon yes. um oh that's quite good that we we covered i think i'm assuming we covered pretty much any everything anyway Mars, thank you very much for coming on to podcast episode 100 and i know this was like less about the listener and less educational today or maybe not less educational i'm sure there was quite a few gems in here somewhere and it was just more like a conversation between friends but like I said, I wanted to do something different for podcast episode 100 and uh, allow the listener to, to just, I guess, get to know me better and maybe why I made the decision behind a few decisions I've made. Uh, so, again, yeah, thank you very much for doing this with me. I was going to do it alone, but no, I decided I'd, I'd get you on and have this chat with you. Anyway, Mars, where can people find you if they want to find you and look deeper into your work? Which, by the way, I would recommend following Mars.
1: Yeah um well yeah firstly i appreciate you having me on the podcast um 100 episodes is a big achievement when you started and to see 100 episodes now that's you know that's, it's, it's amazing to see so props to you for that and staying consistent with it honestly um for myself you can find me on instagram at milestone underscore coaching so milestone m y l e s t o n e underscore coaching it, Twitter, same thing. It's milestone underscore coach, and I also have a Facebook page, which is milestone coaching as well. If you want to see me on LinkedIn and see my professional profile? It's just Miles Asiru in yeah, media, so and Nesbeth. They're all my social media links.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll put them in the show notes. So yeah, basically, if you want any any links related to Miles or even myself, if you're listening from Miles' side, uh, Leo Albers, PT Instagram. You know what? I'll put these all link all these links in the show notes. So if you want to reach us reach out to us on anything you can through through the links in the show notes definitely re, uh, follow miles if you're not already he knows his stuff and um again yeah thank you for what was episode 100 and now the next goal is um episode a thousand there we go like like that. That. episode episode 250 is next that's the, the next name take anyway one. thank you for listening take care i'll see you around that wraps it up for another episode of the Leo Alves podcast. I do hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, then please do consider sharing it with your friends, family, group chat, or even anyone else who you know could be interested in listening to that episode. Otherwise, if you haven't already, then please do leave a five-star review on whichever platform you are listening to this on. And remember, all the relevant links, such as the inquiry form to potentially become a Keros Online member, my social media handles, a free fat loss guide, and a free workout plan, are all also found in the show notes of this podcast episode as well. Otherwise, take care and I'll see you around.